Hello, and welcome to my first podcast episode of God's Glory and Men's Real Stories. I am your host, Robert Moore, and I'm excited you guys could join us today. I'm really hoping that you guys can feel safe here in this circle of men um, to not only hear and listen, but also more importantly, feel as though this is a safe space where you can actually um, sit back and find healing and comfort, but most importantly, feel God's love and see God's glory in men's real stories. So today on my first episode, my first guest, I'll even deem him uh, my co-host, as I'm sure he will join me more often in, in, in uh, other episodes. But uh, it just so happens to be my firstborn out of three, my son, Justin Moore. Yo, what's going on? What's going on? Yeah, yeah. Glad you could join us today. You know, I already had a choice too, but you know, I said, <laughs> you definitely had a choice. It just would not have made a great recording if you had not joined. You know, but um, <clears throat> I'm glad you could join us today, and I'm glad me and you can sit back and have a conversation in our first episode. Um, definitely a, a conversation I think that would be very important. Um as though we have a lot of conversations, but this is a good conversation, a good starting conversation uh, for this podcast, because it's going to kind of open up uh, the door to uh, future conversations, future stories uh, with other guests. But I think no better than the first guest being being the person that's right here in my home, you know, my son. Right. All right. Well, cool, cool, cool. Well, let's get started. You know, um, first off, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. How about you start with that? Okay. well, so I'm 13. I'm going to the eighth grade. Okay. Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay. Um, I like to cook. I like to ride my bike, and uh, that's pretty much it. Okay. 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 So that's that's pretty much your is that your, is that your social media uh, bio. <laughs> yeah, you don't give them that much information. Nah, uh, yeah, nah, not that much. Okay. Okay. So, um, I guess uh, uh, let's see what what kind of questions can I think of to really let the listeners get to know you. Let's see. Um, so uh. And I know you're a child already, so I mean, well, you're you're, you're a young man, teenager, yes, teenager, teenager. Um, but but you but you're still close to childhood. I mean, you you remember when you were five, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So give me um an or give, give me a memory. Give me one of your fondest childhood memories. Um, probably when you told me how to ride my bike for the first time. Okay. Wow. I came out quick. Okay. Okay. So that was one of your fondest. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You got any other good fond, uh, fond childhood memories that you can remember? Um. Um. Maybe any. Uh. Uh. Now tell me, what was it about bike riding that 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 made that one stand out? I don't know. I feel like bike riding is just like mandatory. I feel like bike riding was a good bond between me and you. So you know, I feel like. Okay. I feel like it was a good time. It was how did that go I'm, I'm i'm trying to remember it myself i mean i i remember you falling a couple times yeah, I fell. and i remember having those motivational speeches with you like okay listen this is not going to go like as easy as you think well, but see go ahead well no nah, i i remember my grandpa tried to teach me that didn't go as well i i yeah, nah, that did not go well but yeah i did fall a couple times but when you did teach me when i figured out how to actually run my bike I tried to go in the advanced mode and put my my feet on the wheels, on the bars where you turn and go down a hill, but that did not end very well. But, you know, that's just, you know. Okay, okay, okay. I, you know what? Now that I think about it, I think I do remember that. But more importantly, I think that's just, that's that's your that's your thing. I mean, I'll teach you something. So I'll, I'll, it's funny because I'll teach you something 
And then you'll always jump into advanced mode. Okay, dad, I think I got this. I mean, I think that's in most things. So what made me a, what what made me a good teacher in that situation? Like, what do you remember? Like, what may have made me um, what may have made the, the whole situation of teaching you? What made that a good experience? Aside from maybe like uh, your mom teaching you or your grandfather teaching you or somebody else. Your speeches, you, you, you like trying to like, <laughs> like, you're trying to hype me up. So like, that, like. You got this son like something like that, but I mean, hey, it worked though, right? Hey, it worked. I mean, I not I not have my bike now, so I mean, it worked. I I'm guessing it worked. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Okay. All right. I, I, this week I tried to learn how to wheelie on the bike, but that goes well. I mean, I didn't fall though. I could do the last time, but you know, I'm still still working on it though. All right. Well, cool. I work on a good motivational speech to get you up on one wheel. <laughs> All right. So, um, tell me this. Give me give me a few words, or maybe you can give me a sentence, however, whatever whatever's easier. What are what are some ways that you think that me, your mom, or somebody would describe you if uh, based on what we know about you and what you know about us? How would we describe you? Um, I'd say probably outgoing. Okay. Uh, funny. Okay. Uh, smart. I think. Uh, well, yep. Nope. Yep. Nope. I mean, nope. I, I, Don't I, question it. No, I'm. I was questioning. I mean. Because I, I don't, I don't really know what you guys think about me. I'm more saying what I kind of think about me. But I mean, I don't like, like I said before. I don't really know what you guys think or really think about me for real. Okay. Well, no, those were all good ones. Those were all. Good. I would agree with each one of those. Funny for sure. Outgoing for sure. I, I would, matter of fact, I would take that up even more. Not. Um, but no, outgoing going's good and smart for sure. Definitely smart. Uh, without a doubt okay well, those are all, I, I agree with those I probably could add some more to it but no I'll take those answers I'll take that answer so tell me this what do you um hmm, let's see what's another good question uh what is um what's something you've done uh maybe in this past week where we're at we're, we're at Wednesday what's something you've done this past week maybe that uh that was exciting something that you 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 truly enjoyed that uh, maybe you did by yourself, maybe you did with us, or whatever the case may be. Um, so me and you did a uh, love week this Wednesday. Um, so we went to um, loves and fishes, and was it loves and fishes? Or fishes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. fishes. Yeah. So we went to loves and fishes impact um, uh, like family, uh, not family, uh, meal kits or like meal boxes for families that didn't have food. For their family or for themselves, um, but it was cool how uh, like a lot of people came together to help uh, our community and need something like that. But that was pretty cool, though. Okay, yeah, no, that was I, 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 I truly enjoyed it. Was there anything about that that kind of humbled you in a way that made you kind of feel like um, I want to do more, like more things like this or anything like that? Um, yeah, I, I, I feel like I feel like people who have it good. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, me, for saying, like, I have it. I have, like, you know, I have all day. I have a bed. I have a bed. I have a roof on my head. I have food to eat every single day. So, and, you know, there's people out here who don't really have that for real. So, you know, I, I, I just don't, don't take it for granted because, you know. Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree. Yeah, no, that's that's, that's a great answer. And that, I, I'm I'm glad you could you could say that. That that actually, yeah, that was good. I couldn't have said that any better. <laughs> That was good. No, I yeah. Um, so, so, so tell me this. Um, here's a good question. This one's going to probably make you think a little bit. So take your time if you have to think about it a little bit more. Um, 
who do you go to or talk to when you've done something that uh, maybe you feel like you're misunderstood by a lot of people? Uh, maybe you feel embarrassed about it or you just feel ashamed or maybe a sense of fear about something in your life, something that's that's bothering you, something that continuously calls worry or maybe areas um, of just discomfort. Who would you say you you go to or maybe talk to or or or? Uh, lean into um, and 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 just open up to about those type of type of things. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, it really depends what the what the um, what the problem or situation really is. Um, if it's a like a let's say like um, I feel this test something like that, or I need like you know I need help in this type of subject, I can probably go to my friends and tell them that. Like if it's something more like serious, I'm ready to go anybody like for real, for real. Like I think I just have to keep it myself because I, I don't really, I don't really want to think I don't want to hear like other people's like opinion on it when like, I'm just I'm just afraid of other people's opinions on like what I did or what okay it is. judgment maybe yeah okay okay I, I I can I can definitely understand that I I definitely can understand that. And the crazier thing is, you're 13. I I am I am older, <laughs> and oh, and and um, I would say that most men would agree that that doesn't change much. Matter of fact, as we get older and our circles get smaller, as you said, you know, I, I may go to my friends. We we kind of lose that core group of people that we feel comfortable talking to about different things, um, whether it be shame or worried about judgment or just whatever the case may be we uh, a lot of us just kind of keep it to ourselves we move forward so no that's that's a that's a that's a good that's that's a fair answer that's a valid answer there um um you know what uh whether it's it's mm, i won't say bad it's it's a common answer so it's something that i hear from the majority of people sometimes when it comes to asking that question if you were to even research that question amongst men so no good answer um tell me this how many times have you maybe seen me as your father have you seen me be emotional or maybe even cry in front of you um not very many or not at all, actually. Okay. I've never really seen cry. Maybe I'm like emotional. I'm. I've seen oh, maybe. <laughs> no, go ahead. No, I've seen you like maybe upset or like maybe stressed, but I've never really seen you cry for real. Okay. Okay. Well, I will tell you, I, I've definitely cried, but you know, uh, I, I, uh, hmm, it's weird. You know, maybe that's a conversation for later on. But no, I, 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 I would agree with you. I, I probably hide my tears, my emotions from from you and maybe um, others because. Um, hmm. Uh, that's a that's a that's a long road of explanation there. But um, OK, well, that's, you know. That's a fair answer. And seeing as though I probably have never cried in front of you, or at least I can't remember a time, you're probably right about that. Okay. Well, tell me this. Um, what what message does that send to you if you've never seen me cry? Like, do you uh, do you feel that that I am maybe sending the message to you that um, 
that we're not supposed to have emotions or we're not supposed to cry or men don't cry? Um, no, I think you're more trying to have the fact where you're not, you're not trying to have me worry about you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like, cause I feel like if you cry for me, I'm going to be, I'm going to be upset also. Cause you know, I'm, cause I, I'm a person who just like goes on other people. So like, if I, if I see you cry, I'll probably be upset too. Okay. So I, feel like that's, I feel like that's why you kind of try to hide from me or my sisters. Mm, okay. Okay. I can, I can, I can see that too. I can see that. Okay. Well, tell me this. What, what, um, do you, do you feel like, and then I guess this is a question directed at you. Do you feel like I am a safe space, uh, to talk to, or do you, do you feel like I give you a space where you're comfortable talking about any and everything you may be experiencing or anything that you may have going on in your life? Do you feel safe talking to me about it? Um, Yes and no. I feel like some situations or some topics, it, it depends what the topic is. Uh, I, I do think I can talk to you, but I don't think I can talk to you about anything or, you know what I'm saying? I don't think I can talk to you about anything. Okay. But I do feel safe talking to you. It's just, just, just a certain, certain topic. Yeah, like, just, just, like a certain limit there is. I just, yeah. Okay. I keep it to myself. Okay. Okay. That's, that's, that, that's, that's a fair observation. I mean, I, I, you know what? I could probably say the same thing. There are some things that I'm like, yeah, you know what? I could open up to Justin about that. And then maybe I may tell myself sometimes like, ah, I don't think he'll understand. I don't think he's old enough. I don't think that it's age appropriate, but um, I'm sure over time that's going to change or there are going to be conversations we have. Who knows? They might be right here at this table, but you know, there's going to be conversations that we may have that may um, definitely be conversations that I maybe was I wasn't comfortable talking to you about. Maybe I didn't feel comfortable. Maybe I didn't, and not that I, I don't trust you or I, I I don't feel comfortable talking to you about things, um, because I'm definitely trying to get past that point. But I would say that it it takes building that safe space between one another where we feel comfortable, like saying, "Hey, look, I got to tell you about something," and I'm I'm. I, I, and without even having to worry about saying, could you not tell anybody? Because we both know that there's that safe space in that conversation with one another and it doesn't go past me and you, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. I can dig it. All right, so um, those are all those are all great, great, great answers. I, I, regardless whether they were great answers or not, they were your answers. And yeah. so, no, 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 they, 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 I, I appreciate um, you opening it up and even allowing our listeners to uh, get to know you a little bit better. Uh, even allowing me to get to know you a little bit better, even though some of that stuff I probably I knew already. But um, it was good. It was good to hear it. So, um, <clears throat> I guess um, I want to go into why me and you are sitting down. More importantly, why I'm sitting down to do this podcast. So. I would say right now, um, you know, I, I know me and you have talked about this podcast and why I decided to do this. Why? What what made me uh, uh, step out here and do something that me and you have never done, something that I never saw myself uh, uh, seeing an importance in, in, in doing a podcast. You know, um, um, me and you love to talk and we can have conversations, but maybe not to everybody in the world. But um. I definitely would say this was a calling uh, uh, that 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 God spoke to me. I remember it like it was just yesterday. Um, 
the morning when he said that, you know, I want you to not just use your story, but I want you to speak to others through your story. And more importantly, allow others, other men, men's stories to be heard. But I don't want you just to, um, uh, just to speak your story. I feel like there are a lot of men who have stories that could provide healing to other men who are going through similar situations. And, um, you know, at first it's funny. I remember thinking to myself, God, I don't feel like I'm adequate for this. More importantly, I definitely don't feel like I'm qualified. And it's funny because I remember at that moment, I was listening to a lot of different sermons. And I remember a, a pastor saying, you know, God doesn't always call the qualified. He qualifies the called. And that was deep. Like, I remember hearing that thinking, okay, I hear you loud and clear. And so I, I am hoping that a lot of men can sit back almost like in like a, 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 a circle of men to feel comfortable listening and, and, and putting down that all the things that they're carrying taking time out just to say, you know what? I feel them on this. I've been there. I'm experiencing this. I'm there now. And allow them to feel a sense of healing, to feel like they're not alone, feel like like what they're going through. There is healing. There is uh, uh, there are others that are that are that are walking this path with them in everything that they're currently experiencing. So um, I say all that to say that, you know, I definitely was was called by God to do this. And more importantly, I love how he he said, you know, hey, your son's going to help you with this. So I was like, wait, have you spoken to him about that? And um, but 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 yeah, I think that was my job to speak to you about that. So, you know, here we are. So, you know, here's a great story and a great way to start based on the question, the, 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 the answers and the questions that I asked you. I want to tell you a little bit of a little story about yourself. Um, and I'm sure I've told you this before. Um, when you were first born, you know, I know you don't remember this, but when you came home, it was like all the hard work had been done already. It was like, okay, wow, we got him out. We got him secured. The package is in hand and we took you home and I put you in that crib. And I remember looking at you in that crib thinking, all right, that's it. We did it. <laughs> like He's in here. Like, and I remember it's funny because, you know, that first couple days I would walk out of the room. And I'd walk back in that room and I'd look in the crib and I'd be like, there's a baby in there now. Like, there's a baby in there now. And I'd walk out because I'd walked in that room many a times and it was just an empty room. There was there was a crib there. There was there was paint on the wall. It looked like a boy's room, but it was an empty room. And so it was nothing to really take in in the room. But to walk in there and see you it was like, whoa, there's a baby in here now. Like, he is sleeping right now. That was the most, that was the beautiful times when you were sleeping now, because when you woke up, you let everybody know you were awake. But, um, but yeah, no, I mean, it was, it was, it was just, it was a, it was a surreal feeling to see you in the crib. And it's funny because those are the moments when I first started thinking like, wow, I'm a, I'm a dad now. Like we are in full dad mode. Here you go, Rob. And then it hit me. 
Rob, what do you know about being a dad? You don't know nothing about being a dad. You have never experienced being a dad. You have never ex- had full experience with a dad. What, 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 what could you possibly know about being a dad? You, you grew up with a mom and three sisters, so you have never even been around a lot of males yourself, but you were about to raise a male. And it was like, wow, wow. That's when it hit me. And it was like, okay, so you know what? At that moment, I realized that, you know, I had to, I had to, I had to search for the handbook, the handbook that came with you. And so as I honestly walked around thinking, okay, wait a minute, this baby's had, had to have come with a handbook. I mean, a special handbook for him, um, knowing that there was no real handbook, I immediately resorted to the handbook that, that my mom gave me the playbook on. And that playbook, uh, whether I knew it or not, whether she knew it or not, it was entitled Our Family Generational Trauma. It was all the trauma that had come from, from, from my great, 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 great grandparents passed down and revised every time it was handed down to another person. And so, um, and the reason why it was trauma was because what it is is, is trauma is, is, is automatically handed down to us. Not always in, in, in what we experience, but sometimes it's just in our DNA. You know, think about it. I'm tall. I, 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 I look a certain way. But you came out looking just like me. You came out, you know, slowly growing up to look a lot like me from your height to even your mannerisms. All that was built into your DNA. It was built into how you slowly grew. Um, but, but, but along with that, a lot of my mannerisms, a lot of my fears, a lot of, uh, 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 a lot of the neglect, a lot of the abuse on certain things, uh, that was all passed down to you. And maybe it doesn't show up now. Maybe it didn't show up right now. But oh, as time goes by, you'll start to wonder why you do things the way you do them. Um, I, I sure did. Or, or why did I move the way I did? Or why did I think the way I did? Why did I handle certain situations the way I did? And so, you know, I'm sure even if I was to ask you now, like, okay, Justin, can you think of a time when you, um, you were wondering or you looked at me and you maybe thought to yourself, um, why is it that I do this? Like, like what, what made me start to act this way? Can you tell me a time when like you've questioned, like why you may do certain things the way you do them? Um, uh, probably because of just the things I see, you know what I'm saying? Um, well, do you ever see things in me and you're like, Man, that's crazy. I do that same thing. Yeah, or, sometimes I do, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Does that, does that, uh, are, are they, are, well, yeah, I'm not even going to ask that question because then I'm going to feel bad. Are <laughs> they things that you're, that you're maybe like, okay, I'm proud that I, you know, I act that way because that, 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 I see my dad in me in that. Or is it, I'm sure there's probably some things that you're just like, man, I don't know why I feel this way. And I bet this came from my dad. Or more importantly, not just me, but your mom, your your grandparents. I mean, it even skips generations sometimes in that you may be experiencing certain things that your great-great-grandfather dealt with. He may have experienced. And sometimes you even have like moments where you have like a flashback to something you didn't even do. And that's crazy because I've read about that. And I, I thought to myself, now that's wild. I mean, the fact that I could have a flashback to something 
a great great relative of mine did and wonder like wait a minute where i i was never there i never experienced that but but yeah just to think like hmm you know wow i'm i am going to start to uh experience or uh, more importantly carry on certain things the good the good stuff that, that 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 i may have passed down to you and unfortunately the things that that won't play out in your life as well as you would like them to um and 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 i'm definitely an example of that and things that i have experienced so um you know i would say that the most important thing i've learned with this conversation as i prepared for it was that i knew you know i knew one day that um one day i would have to leave certain things behind to you you know there were going to be certain things that 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 you know uh uh, no, there's going to be certain things like, oh, dad, I, you know, hey, can you leave those shoes to me? I would love to have those shoes now. Um, or, or, hey, dad, you know, you're one of you. Some of your toys are really cool. I would I would love it if you just left that with me. And all that stuff's great. I mean, it's 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 awesome items. But but the biggest thing is, is that if I don't leave some sense of recognition and start to work on certain things that I carry so you can experience the real me, then I've left you nothing but materialistic stuff. Stuff that 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 will that will corrode and 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 end up being junk. And a lot of people think that you can find happiness in junk, but I've learned that you know what, there is no happiness in junk. I mean I, and I know you're not gonna agree with me right now. I want to leave behind something that that my children can truly uh, experience and more importantly recognize that wow my happiness my my peace my joy all of those things come from not only a great relationship with myself more importantly a great relationship with God um, um, and it's funny because you know growing up the way I did God may not have been my number one, my focal point, my, my, my foundation, but I realized why he is the most important thing I could have ever built my relationship on before I even started building a relationship with myself, building a relationship with you guys and all of that stuff. You understand? So, um... I definitely have understood why that is so important, not only to myself, but more importantly, why it would be great and, and, and something that I would desire for you guys. And nothing that I want to push on you guys, but why I will, I will showcase it so you can see how it should look, so you can make the decision one day if that's what you feel is beneficial and best for you. You get me? Yeah, I got you. So, um... I, you know, as we talk about, you know, earlier I was talking about generational, uh, generational trauma. You know, I want to just pinpoint some of the generational trauma that that not only is something that that I have seen and experienced, but things that have plagued our families, our community, and a lot of our listeners. Um, you know, examples like uh, abuse and addiction, um, divorce. 
uh, stigmatization, uh, kids going from school to prisons, um, poverty and unemployment. And uh, what was the last one I was thinking of? Um, negative health, negative health outcomes. Um, and, and, and a lot of people can say that, you know, hey, look, it, I've seen it in my family. You know, a lot of us have bad health. A lot of us have have experienced, you know, uh, bad health situations. And and a lot of that is just due to it's not due to like something that was just inherently. And, and don't get me wrong. You know, there are people who say, well, hey, look, I, I, I have, you know, cancer runs in my family. But I believe that everything can stop at a certain point whether it be personal healing whether it be us making changes or whether it be you know a, a spiritual healing you know prayer but um i believe that everything can stop with you you know i've learned that i don't have to pass certain things i know i carry down to my kids and so I, I want those things to stop with me. I want those things to end with me. I want a lot of the things that have held me captive for years. I want it to end with me. I don't ever desire to see my son carry these particular uh, uh, traits, these particular uh, 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 things that may be uh, um, added or put into his DNA or based on things that he's seen me do um, that he may try to mimic or one day say, okay, well maybe that fits me too. Um, so hopefully I can break those traumas, break those, as some people call them, curses right here with me. And so I would say that, you know, even at 13, my son has experienced a lot of my traumas already. He's seen it. Maybe he couldn't put a name on it. Maybe he didn't understand it, but he's experienced it. Um, and, and he may not even be able to pinpoint them right now, but he's definitely experienced them. Um, so, you know, I, I, I look at that. And I'm very conscious now, now that um, I am I am on a on a path on a path of healing and growth. I am recognizing why it is important to pass that path of healing and growth down to my son, down to my daughters, you know, um, um, because what was normal when I was growing up, it doesn't it doesn't mean that it was right. It was just what I experienced. And that's that that doesn't have to be a norm that I want to continue to see. So I want you all to remember what I'm about to say. And, 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 I'm, and the reason why I, I, I am adamant about this, why I'm so bold about saying this is because it became something that I had to remind myself regularly and it became hugely important to my life. And so I hope that you can understand why this is this is something that should be important to your life as well. It's not your fault that you were raised the way you were and you experienced some of the things you experienced growing up that were outside of your control. Your parents or parent did the best they could based on what they were taught or the trauma that hurt them and the pain that they carried with them. And so the reason why that is so important is because a lot of us may blame our parents. Um, a lot of us may uh, spend so much time in, in saying, well, if it hadn't been for this, if it hadn't been for them doing this, you know, I would have been better off if they had made better choices. I, and, you know, you, you, I'm sure you could prove a lot of points in that if they had made better choices, if they had done different things differently, maybe your life would have been differently. But based on what they had experienced, what they knew, and what you don't know about a lot of their stories, they carried a lot of trauma and hurt and pain with them 
that in turn it, it was handed down to you. A lot of their uh, uh, a lot of their hurt that adjusted their nervous system. They probably had great intentions. They probably had a lot of uh, uh, things that they wanted to do and ways that they wanted to show up for you. But the best way that they could show up for you was based on what they could provide based on the hurt and pain they were carrying. So their intentions didn't show up in their actions. And so what you experience was the best they had to give you. And so I had to get to a point where I could truly forgive my parents because I knew what they provided me, what they gave me, uh, uh, what I experienced was 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 what they had to give me, what was the best they had to give me, was 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 all they had to give me based on them not necessarily knowing how to heal and get past a lot of the trauma they carried. Um, because, you know, uh, growing up, I remember I had some situations where I experienced depression at a young age. I experienced uh, certain situations that my mom in turn took me to church and had me talk to the pastor. And the answer to the pastor and a lot of pastors had given a lot of people, uh, me being an 80s baby growing up, um, was that, you know, I just needed to pray more. I needed to get my life right with God. I um, I wasn't making great choices and maybe the lack of prayer, the lack of, 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 of connection with God was why I was experiencing some of the things I was doing. And it made me feel bad about a lot of things that I was doing. It made me feel bad about the, about my lack of relationship with God. But I would say that what I didn't hear, what I didn't experience was that God desires not only for us to have a, a, a great relationship with him, um, you know, a great spiritual health. But more importantly, he desires that we seek or we we, we look for and, and, and get our mental health together. You know, if, if we're not mentally prepared for what we're going to experience, if we're not mentally, uh, if, if our mental healing isn't in where it needs to be, if we're not working on that, if we're not talking to somebody, if we're not finding a safe space with somebody, like what we spoke about earlier, then it's hard to really get our lives together from a mental health standpoint. And that was something that a lot of churches, a lot of religion, um, it failed us in those areas. Uh, they failed us in providing us that that avenue, that that counselor. You know, we all had we all grew up in a congregation uh, or churches that could have been anywhere from ten people to to thousands of people. But there was somebody in every congregation that I could have gone and talked to, you know, that I could have opened up to, that I could have felt safe with, 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 with speaking with them about things that they probably experienced themselves. And so, you know, I, I definitely have understood why not only is it just as important for you to have a great spirit, to have great spiritual health, but why it's just as important to have great mental health. And so, um, you know, just because it wasn't our fault, just because it, uh, you know, what happened to us wasn't necessarily all on us. And we we weren't in charge of our own or in control of what we were experiencing. It doesn't mean that we can't take the necessary steps going forward to break the curse or break the trauma of our generations. Um, and I've made a choice that I don't want my I, I do not 
want my son to continue to experience my hurt and my pain. It's not fair to him. More importantly, it's not fair to me anymore to continue to have to carry it and experience it. And so, uh, you know, what I've carried, it started with me, but the decision and sacrifice I've made going forward, it, it, it's very important to my son, to my daughters, and to everybody else that experiences me, everybody else I have to show up for. And so, you know, God, more importantly, felt the same way. He didn't want his children to carry the sins of the world. So he made the decision to send his son to sacrifice himself so that we could all be set free. You know, he desires that we remain free. He desires that you be healed and whole. More importantly, if you've been like me, feeling as though you're all alone and have no one to talk to or to vent to, it starts with being honest with yourself. And then be honest with him, God, as he's always been there and knows it all anyway. So why not tell him, right? So, you know, I, I realized that, that, that I got to that place where I didn't know how to talk to anybody else. But it started with him. It started with that surrender to him. And then at that point, I started taking the necessary steps to find, um, um, you know, a, a counselor for healing. And, um, you know, more importantly, I love how... God will start to bring people into your life. He'll start to bring certain people into your life so that you can start to, more importantly, have a, 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 a group of people to build your own circle. Just like what we're doing here, wanting to build that circle with, with men who are experiencing things and who can hear our stories, uh, our conversation here at this table, um, and, and feel as though they're not alone in all of this. So, you know, I really hope that this episode uh, may have spoke to you. Maybe something in this episode resonated with you. You know, um, I, I definitely appreciate you, son, for being uh, here to dialogue with me, um, to open up about certain things, uh, you know, from a, a younger perspective, seeing as though you're a 13 year old young man. And you're eventually going to grow up to be an, a, 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 a young adult who would then maybe one day become a parent. And a lot of the things that, that I start now, that we start now, can dictate your future. So, yeah, I, I definitely hope that um, I can make changes that will definitely uh, produce um, lasting changes in your life eventually. Um, um, but not even eventually, but slowly start to make changes now as we learn more and as we have future conversations, you know? Yeah. So, hey, look, I, I definitely appreciate the time you took out. Um, I appreciate you guys taking the time out to, uh, to listen today. And we hope that you can join us in future episodes. Yes, sir. Hey, we appreciate you listening today and hope that if you enjoyed the conversation and stories, you will subscribe and listen to past and future content. Feel free to comment as we would love to read your comments and pray over all of our listeners. Also, please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook at God's Glory and Menstrual Stories. We understand as men how the thought of even facing your own story and the pain and hurt that come with that is a challenging task. But we don't want you to feel like you are all alone because you are not. God has not forgotten you or left your side, and he loves you no matter what you have done. Your healing is important to him, and we want you to have these free resources that already exist if you're considering giving up or need someone to talk to. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline number is 1-800-273-8255. If you need support but are not in crisis, 
consider reaching out to a warm line if you need to talk to someone. Speaking to someone on these calls is typically free and confidential and run by people who understand what it's like to struggle with mental health. Find a local number by going to warmline.org.